0: Let me talk to you a little bit about rough greens. Rough greens is something that I credit my dog's health to. Um, his long life. He's, you know, 12 and a half I think now, uh, which is very old for a German Shepherd purebred usually there. I mean, you sh- I don't I don't know if we've had a dog that's lasted till 13. And Uno is still going. The vet just gave him clean bill of health said he's still all his blood work everything. He still looks like he's a puppy. Um, he's an amazing dog, and Rough Greens has changed his life. We started feeding him probably two years ago, three years ago, tried all kinds of different dog foods. He would never eat. Well, we just gave him dog food, and then we put uh, Rough Greens on top of it. Gives him everything that he needs, and I'm telling you, his life changed. So did ours. It was like we had a puppy in the house again, except he wasn't peeing and pooping on the carpet and and chewing up the uh, the couch. Anyway, um, Rough Greens. Try it for your dog. Get the first bag free. Roughgreens.com/back. That's slash back Do it now.
1: Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck
0: Program. Hey, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. It is Thursday. I've got a lot to talk to you about. I want to start with the farmland. We had a special on last night about America's war on land and energy uh, on fuel and food. In the next half hour... Uh, I think your mind is going to be blown if you didn't see last night's uh, episode of my Wednesday night special. We begin there in 60 seconds. First, if you are a shooter, um, have you seen what's going on in California? Did you see that uh, all semi-automatic weapons now, I guess, are being banned in Illinois? That just leaves you with a cowboy gun. I got my six-shooter here. Uh really? All semi-automatic. Hmm. That's fantastic. Well, um, move is the the first uh rule here. Um maybe move to Florida where Ron DeSantis just said, you're not allowed to track ammo, you're not allowed to track guns, you don't have to register anything, it's not gonna be registered with any institution in Florida. Thank God for Florida. Listen, if you are a shooter, you know all the problems that are going on and how much money it costs to go to the range. There is a high-tech, easy-to-use system that is now being used by uh, the uh, Marines. I'm trying to think. It's not over in Camp Pendleton. It's the the other one. They train in two different places. It's the other one. They use Mantis X to uh, learn how to shoot. It is really an amazing product. It'll help improve your shooting quickly. It's not just target practice. This actually analyzes, I mean, I always think of the JFK movie, every time I shoot, down and to the left, down and to the left, uh, because it's, I, I have a tendency of dropping my gun when I'm firing, and so I, I'm always down and to the left. This will actually work like somebody who is sitting there watching you shoot. Um, Your firearm will connect with the app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then when you're firing actual rounds or even dry firing, you will get instant feedback on what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. Again, if it's good enough for the Marines to use, I think it's good enough for me. Start improving today. Get yours now at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Hello, Stu. Glenn. Mm. How are you? Oh, fantastic. It's a good day. Good day to be an American. Well, I mean, besides the fact that, you know, Richard Trump can now says, we're not
1: trying to ban gas stoves. Uh, really? I, I can't take the Republicans pounce on gas stove. It's culture a conspiracy war. theory. Oh my
0: god. Did you hear yesterday that Washington State, this study came out and it's it's full of holes. Full of holes. The most extensive study on natural gas and uh and cooktops and heating in your home and everything else, it it shows there is absolutely no impact as long as you're not this is really the way this study did it. The one that, that you know, was like, we got to get rid of natural gas. They sealed the house like in plastic. So if you have no ventilation and natural gas, it might affect your children with asthma. Well, I don't know. I don't live in a plastic bubble with my stove. It's required to have venting on your stove. Anyway, this is craziness. Um, Washington State in November already, already changed it. You can't build a house now in Washington State with a gas
1: stove, it has to be electric. Yeah, we're, we're squarely in that time where they say, what are you, crazy? We would never do oh, that, but God. we should, because look at all these right. effects, but we would never. No, we, Why are you such a conspiracy theory? But have you ever thought about it before? Because we should really probably do it right now, but <laughs> I
0: can't believe you're
1: bringing it up. All right, it's, it's that type of it's
0: thing. That, it's over and over mm-hmm. and over again. They buy time by convincing half of the population that it's a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. May I bring up ESG, The World Economic Forum's Great Reset, okay? Conspiracy theory, not happening. It's happening, and half of America knows it and knows what it really means. You're luckily in that half. Hopefully, you're in that half. If you're not, you're a new listener. Welcome. You will understand it soon. Last night, I did a special, and you can find it on YouTube, although I did utter the words The Great Reset several times which is a no-no on YouTube. You cannot say The Great Reset. It's the name of my book. Cannot
1: good, say... Good marketing it. idea there, by the way, by you.
0: Um, well, it wasn't banned. <laughs> no, it wasn't banned when you did it.
1: Yeah, uh, You
0: should we, have just predicted the whims right. of YouTube. Right, right. Well, I'm going to call my next book YouTube. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's up on YouTube. You can, uh, I think... You can certainly check it out at uh, Blaze TV, where it will be protected and live forever on Blaze TV on demand. But last night I talked about the war on land, uh, on fuel, all of it. Food. What is happening with our food is outrageous. And I'm going to give you some some things here that you will not believe in in about eight minutes. You will say no way that's true. You're going to have to look it up, and I'll give you the address and everything else. Okay. Right now, 40% of farmland in America, 40, is owned by Americans over 65. Our farmers are dying out. So farmland, 40% of it, is going to go up for sale soon. Okay? And the way everything is structured The farmers' families usually can't afford to keep the farm when mom and dad die. So that means 370 million acres are going to come up of farmland, good American farmland, going to come up for sale soon. Now, the prices of farmland is skyrocketing for some reason. I mean, who wants farmland you know, the, the best and fastest way to become a millionaire as a farmer is start with two million. OK, you're guaranteed to have a million dollars probably by the end of the year. It's a losing prospect. It is hard work, hard work, and you need good communities around you. So, why is farmland prices going up? Well, a couple of reasons. COVID, people are like, yeah, I just want to be, you know, someplace other than California. And so then they buy, we'll raise chickens, and we'll have eggs, and maybe we'll have a goat. And a first winter and the first harvest, they're like, <laughs> and they run back someplace in the city. A few months ago, a farm in Iowa sold for $25,000 per Acre. To say that land prices are skyrocketing is an understatement. So, who is buying all of the farmland? Well, BlackRock buying up record, record shattering amounts of homes. For farms, it's people like Bill Gates. Now, I don't know about you, but Bill Gates buying up 300,000 acres spread out, remember, 40% of the farmlands, 40% owned by 60, uh, 65 and up, 40%. How many acres did I say that was? 370 million. 40%, 370. How many acres does Bill Gates have now? He's approaching 300 million acres. So that's kind of disturbing, one guy owning another 40% of our farmland, if the, these numbers are right, that's terrifying, especially a guy who believes in, you know what, we, we, well, we shouldn't have cattle, uh, we shouldn't have milk, and you know, I can genetically fix these animals because
1: I am God. And also, more disturbingly, this is the guy who approved Clippy. Yes, the, the little paper that? clip that you would give that? you recommendations on what to
0: do okay. in Microsoft Office. So I totally support Bill Gates in his little farmer expedition. He's going to be a good farmer. <laughs> anyway, um, you think he's done a lot of farming? You think Bill yeah. has been out in the fields? Oh, sure. Yeah, he knows what he's with the hoe. Three hundred. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, Thirty seven point six million acres of U.S. farm and ranch land now held under foreign ownership. 37.6 million acres. Uh they've doubled down recently buying land in Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado. 40% growth rate in just 2020. One Chinese government-linked group bought farmland near Grand Forks Air Force Base in North Dakota. No problem there. No problem. Not really seriously. Uh, Former member of the Chinese Communist Red Army bought land near Laughlin Air Force Base here in Texas. Uh, The windmill project that he's doing gives the Chinese yet another dangerous location next to a sensitive military base. Buyers from Communist China bought 6.1 billion acres of farmland here in the U.S. Hmm. By farm, that's more than any other foreign buyer. But it's just the Chinese, you know, communist government that's doing it what could possibly go wrong by the way an update i said this last night ron desantis is the only guy that would do this he needs to ban china from buying farmland and guess what he did yesterday (laughs) yeah he's banning china from buying farmland where are you texas where are you okay so you're seeing that our farmland is being put into the hands of either our enemies, like Bill Gates, or the Chinese. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Bill Gates, 300 million acres. 1,000,
1: isn't it? 300,000 acres? You said 300 million. 300 million. Well.
0: Is it 300,000? Let me look at it. Uh, 300,000 300, 300,000? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Whew, it's a lot, of lot acres. better still. Yes, yeah,
0: it's, it's a, still lot a lot of acres, acres. but much better than <laughs> <laughs> 300 million. OK, 300,000 acres. So he's got all this farmland. You know where he's going. He is fully with the World Economic Forum. OK, so the World Economic Forum, what do they want to do? Well, they want to control the land. They want to control the food. They want to control the energy. They want to control the money. Well, if you do all of those things, you control you. Now, I'm going to take you to something, to the World Economic Forum, their own website. They have a section on smart cities. Bro, this is a really smart city. Like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Chicago, very smart. So the smart cities are the way to get all of our problems under control. Because you're going to, their plan is to force everybody into cities and leave the land alone. Remember, they have to, by 2030, and Biden's already done this, he's going to preserve 30% of all land in America. You can't, no humans will be on it. By 2050, it's 50% of all land. So where do the people go? The people all have to go into cities, but they'll be smart cities. Now, I want you to go to the World Economic Forum's website, and I want you to look this up for yourself, because you will not believe what I'm about to tell you. But it's there, currently, in black and white. So you decide who's the conspiracy theory, a theorist and who is actually lying to you back in 60 mm-hmm. seconds mike wrote in about his experience with relief Factor. he says my body's all beaten up from working so long i've dealt with inflammation for years one day i was talking to a friend of mine how i needed some sort of relief and he said have you heard about relief factor no kidding in four days it started working for me i am thrilled Mike, thanks for writing in. Thanks for letting us know. Relief Factor is great because it doesn't whack you out. It's not a drug. It's all natural. Four key ingredients that will fight inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain in our body and the source of most of our disease as well. We have a real problem with inflammation. Three week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com. Call 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. You go to the World Economic Forum. You look up their smart cities, and you're going to see what is planned for you. Now, they have all kinds of partners all over the world. One of them is the Arab Group, A-R-U-P, the Arab Group. They have their own section on the WEF website, okay? They're a progressive group that got together in Britain right after World War II, and they were like, hey, we can do a lot of things. You know, these Fabian socialists, they got a lot of great ideas. Why don't we start building things and building a community of tomorrow? So very progressive-minded, and uh, they want to be a source and a force for peace and Social betterment, which I look for in a construction company, don't you? I mean, I'm like, yeah, but how? I mean, is it gonna? I mean, how is it with earthquakes and stuff? Social betterment. Did we say social betterment? Okay, good. Same reason I go to NASA.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly
0: <right>. yeah. So, <laughs> so well, you go to NASA to learn about the uh, Muslim community and how much they know about math. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. Um, from the World Economic Forum, uh, let's put uh, page 40 up. There's, there it is. Now, oh, I love this. Now, this is a whole section on, look, we've got some pretty big goals to hit, and we got to hit them. So, how do we build these smart cities, and what do we need people to do by 2030 now they have some pretty aggressive goals, and some of them are up there and they look i mean if you 're watching blaze tv you'll you 'll see them up from the website itself um, but let me let me give it to you just in case you 're not watching because gosh darn it these um, these stats are a little sticky so food food uh, they need to reduce the emissions of food uh, by two thousand and thirty so the they're Their target, their target by 2030 is uh, you will only have 16 kilograms of meat per year. Now, their aggressive target for 2030 is that you have zero kilograms of meat. I'm telling you. What they're doing to the farmers and the ranchers, what these giant, the four big food processors are doing, they're driving them out of business. So you can't have any local ranchers growing meat because they're getting rid of meat. Listen to Klaus Schwab, who says by 2030, meat will be for the rich and very wealthy for special occasions only. You with that? Again, on their own website, 16 kilograms, that's all you can have of meat right now. uh, The dairy consumption, milk or derivative equivalent, so cheeses and everything else, they're hoping that you will only have 90 kilograms of that. But their aggressive, ambitious target for 2030 is zero. Now, remember, they need you to live like we lived in the pandemic except without the nice stuff that you might have had, like cheese and milk and meat in the pandemic. Uh, you'll be required to only have 2,500 calories a day. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could live on 2,500 calories a day. <laughs> um, I really don't like the fact, you know, I, maybe it's because I've studied so much about the Holocaust and, You know, when governments and and institutions start regulating calories, makes me think of the Holocaust a little bit. But maybe that's just me. Now, when it comes to clothing, clothing is a problem. Okay, we have too many clothes for and I personally I've watched television. I don't think we have enough clothes. Quite frankly, Lizzo comes to mind. Um so their progressive target for 2030 is that there will people will only be allowed to have 8 new clothing items per person per year. But they really are shooting for 3. So comrade, you could have a new shirt, a new pair of pants and maybe some socks. Merry Christmas we'll begin to go, oh, thank God, socks for Christmas, thank you. Uh, so, you know, no no big deal there. On private transportation, their goal is, now, I don't even know the number, they don't include this in here, how many vehicles per 1,000 people, what do you think per 1,000 people, how many vehicles do we currently have,
1: do you think? I, I, mean, for, I mean, 500? Yeah, some of them are kids, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't know if you're thinking... It's got to be at least 500. At least
0: 500. They want to reduce that by 2030 to 190 cars per 1,000 people. And their ambitious target is zero cars per 1,000 people. Mm. Oh, by the way, and your 20-year car, the car that should last you about 20 years, they want it to uh, last now 50 years. So we'll all be driving... Oh my gosh, this is starting to sound like Cuba, where the sun is out every day and you can go to the beach whenever you want and try to fashion a craft out of logs and a sail.
1: The Glenn Beck Program.
0: American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org I haven't even gotten to our vacations yet. Wait until you hear what they have planned for you with aviation. American financing, say you got a credit card, your balance is $10,000. You make the minimum payment. Most people make the minimum payments. It's going to take you eight and a half years to pay that off. And it will be worth, oh, I don't know, a lot more than $10,000 when you're done. Pay this off. And I know you're saying, I'm trying, I'm trying. If you own a house, please, before the housing market collapses, and maybe it doesn't, But before the price of your house goes down so much you don't have any leverage on it, please call American Financing. They're saving an average of $695 a month. People just like you. So call them today. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now.
1: You can get Glenn's entire special as part of Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTv.com/slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn.
0: Yeah. Great. Welcome to the welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're uh just going over some things we went over in last night's T V special. I invite you to see it if you missed it last night. It is really an important one. It is on uh, the World Economic Forum, which is meeting next week. The most powerful group of people on the earth ever to meet by far. There are 37 heads of state, uh, five or six hundred uh, CEOs of corporations. The All of the banks will be there. This is the biggest Davos conference Of all time, by far. Uh, And they're making decisions for you. I know, it's just a skiing thing. No, it's not. No, it is not. They are making plans, and you can go to the WEF, World Economic Forum, wef.org, and you can read all of this stuff I'm presenting. This is, today, what I'm giving you. I gave some of it last night um, from a group called uh, Arab. And they are one of the recommended uh, builders, and they are also helping them design the city of tomorrow. And so Arup has this whole report on uh, the future of urban consumption, and it talks about, in fact, I want to give you this, the headline of one of the sections. Uh, Delivering consumption interventions will provide wider benefits in cities. What's a, a consumption intervention? What what does that mean? That means you consume a lot less from whatever you buy in clothing. Uh, you can only buy, according to their aggressive goals by 2030, three different articles of clothing.
1: That's it. The home version of this game is basically your wife saying, do you really need ice cream tonight? Yeah. Like it's that. It's your, you want something and some authority figure is telling you you can't have it. Yeah, kind of. It's worse than that. I think, you know, the way they describe these
0: cities, they're, they're imagining a new world. They're imagining a world where you could have everything at your fingertips, everything you need, really so close you never have to drive, you could walk to work. In fact, they describe uh, the world of tomorrow. In some cases, you could be in a very large complex And your job, your house, your entertainment, your restaurants could all be right there where you are. I like to think of that as Foxconn, but maybe that's just me. So aviation, here are their goals in aviation. They just want, and they think this is a reasonable goal, this is their target in 2030, A 53% sustainable aviation fuel adoption. So I don't think we have one of those yet. Otherwise, I think we'd probably be using it unless it was wildly expensive. But it doesn't matter the expense because of goal number two. Their progressive target by 2022 is that each individual will only get one short-haul flight every two years. So you could go to, like, I'm in Texas, I could go to Iowa. You know, in two years, honey, we could go vacation in Iowa. What do you say? And if you think that all of the regulations and the talk about taxing you per mile and all that stuff is not to keep you at home, I am telling you now, there is going to come a time where... Wherever you are is where you will spend your life for the most part. So you better be someplace you really want to be. One short-haul flight uh, every two years per person. That's their target for 2030 that they think is reasonable. Their ambitious target is one short-haul flight every three years per person. So... I mean, airlines, uh, I mean, you got that, by the way, you won't be able to buy. Their goal is that um, and their goal is their progressive target and their ambitious target is seven, seven year optimum lifetime of laptops and electronic devices. So you don't buy anything new for seven years. Okay, Apple's going to love that. What does that do to innovation? When you're trying to cap everything so people can't buy anything new, what is that going to do to the economy, to innovation, to the West? Because we're the only ones that are talking about adopting all of this from the World Economic Forum. We're the only ones. And it is suicide. It is Malthusian. It is the same kind of death cult that has been trying to come up with these utopian plans forever. This time they found a way to trap all of us into that cage. And they're doing it through business and finance. Liberals, you were right. Conservatives were wrong. We were the ones that said, I'm not afraid of business. The bank's got to make money. We were the ones saying that. You were the ones saying the government and big business and banking are all going to get together and they're going to control the world and we'll all be slaves. And we were the ones that went to the movie theaters and went, ah, that's ridiculous. I'm so sick of hearing about the corporation. Yeah, you're with the corporation, are you? And the corporation was the government. That's what's happening. You were right. Why can't you see it now? Why can't you see it? Because the people and this is this is so important for you to understand and express to your friends. This is not about Republicans and Democrats. That's a stage show. You notice when we get them in, nothing really changes. It's a stage show. There's barely any difference between the two parties because it's been corrupted by corporations and big banks and big governments and globalists. It's all corrupt. So now what we're talking about is what? We're not talking about policies. We are talking about the basic principles of human rights. Do the Bill of Rights exist? Should they exist? But don't even look at this as an American thing, because it's, again, not. Why are the farmers in Holland standing up and protesting? Why are the farmers in Germany standing up and protesting? Why are the farmers in England, why are the farmers in France protesting? Because they have what's coming here. And nobody's listening. And what's, and how are they accomplishing this? In Holland, they're saying these farmers are extremists. They're anarchists. They want to destroy the government. In Germany, they're anarchists. They want to overthrow the government. France, same thing. England, same thing. Here, same thing. Canada, same thing. Each country is just morphing them into whatever their version of a Nazi is. And the elites on both sides are playing that game. Yep, yep, they are extremists. You saw it with the House last week. You saw the Republicans fight against, let's slow down on spending, Uh, let's, uh, let's be able to read the bills for three days before this 5,000 page bill has to be uh, voted on. Let's have a debate in Congress on the floor so people can watch and be informed. No more backroom deals. That's what they were asking for. And the Republicans stood against it. Who's your real friend? I got news for you you're much more likely to have a real watch-your-back friend who is a classic liberal, somebody who was a Democrat for years and now is starting to back out and go, wait, 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 what is this? Those Democrats that are waking up, they are much more your friend than most of the Republicans you vote for. Choose your friends carefully and welcome new friends who are opening their eyes because we're arguing about all of the wrong things. And because of that, all of this is coming to fruition. If we would just band with each other here in America and then be able to have a global movement, the people all over the world instinctively know this isn't a battle between left and right. This is a battle between the common person and the elite ruling class and the elite in banking and finance and uh, business. That's the fight. The people Versus the rulers. Not Republican and Democrat. Back in just a second. Now, listen, we've been talking about farmland and everything else. I want to talk to you about Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is a sponsor of this program um, because I really, as a rancher, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the only kind of successful rancher there is. One that just can't afford to lose all the money every year. Um, Most ranchers are living literally not paycheck to paycheck, cow sale to cow sale. Um, And they are getting screwed in every single way possible. We need to help our ranchers. Did you know that even if it has that little American flag that says product of the USA, when you go to your meat counter, it'll have that and say product of the USA. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's like 60 or 80 percent of our meat. Comes from overseas. All right. Support local. Support your local rancher. Support the people who are actually Americans just trying to make a living and provide you with good meat. Uh, You know, that's beef. That's chicken. That's fish. Good ranchers. You go directly to the rancher. Right now, you can get over two pounds of chicken free in every box for a year when you subscribe to Good Rancher. Um, here's what you do. You get a year's worth of chicken for free. Subscribe at GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code Glen. You'll claim your free chicken for a year and $20 off your first box. New year, new attitude. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code GLENN. American Meat Delivered.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I, uh... I welcome you to the program. You know, I've been following this stuff that's been going on in the uh, Vatican lately. And there's a great story um, in the American Conservative uh, today that has come out. I just want to read it. In November, I was briven, uh, visiting uh, Bratislava. I don't even know where that is. And had dinner with my friends, and he mentions them, a mathematician, a retired statesman, and the editor of the conservative magazine Standard. Uh, Vlado, who is one of my sources for live, not by lies. If you have not read that book, you need to, we were talking about the ailing Pope Benedict. Vlado mentioned that in 2015, he received a letter from, uh, Pope Benedict. Um, and Vlado was a member of the underground Catholic church, you know, in the communist, um, you know, when they're in a communist regime and then he became, You know, an anti-communist, and he actually served as the interior ministry in his country. Anyway, he said, um, according to this, he was grave as he spoke about the letter. It was very short, he said, and he was uh, appreciative of the book. And in the end, the pope spoke of the Antichrist. He didn't want to say, that's not something you say at dinner. Yeah, and he wrote me a letter, and he talked about the Antichrist. I can't tell you what's in it, though. No, then don't bring it up, Right. Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he said he wouldn't bring it up until the pope dies. Okay. So the pope has died. Um, Benedict was buried last week. They were in dinner. Uh, they were at dinner in Rome, and uh, he said, "Are so? Are you going to release this?" And he said, "No, I'm. I'm not sure. He's a. He's an old style Catholic, and he didn't want to. You know." Uh, he didn't want to do anything that might hurt people's, you know, testimony of God. I don't I don't know why I don't really understand that, but um so he was finally convinced that he's going to release it he has. Uh it's not long, it has 12 lines and uh he does talk about the uh the antichrist. Uh and if I may read it, it's die, mach des, antichrist, Sik und kan nur beten, das har, uns see what
1: I mean? Beautiful language.
0: yeah, I have no idea what it means. no, it's, Here's the translation. He wrote it in German, but here's the translation: We see how the power of the antichrist is expanding. And we can only pray that the Lord will give us strong shepherds who will defend his church in this hour of need from the power of evil. Uh, Church meaning, I'm I'm assuming, all of God's people that are following. And good shepherds are what we need. And this is yet another piece of this puzzle that I'm I'm trying to get some people from the Vatican to talk about it. Who are on the, you know, on the, hey, you know... uh, there's a war between good and evil going on uh, and we're on the good side. I'm trying to get them to come out and talk about it because uh, Benedict was very, very clear that uh, Catholics and all of us need to wake up because this is a very dangerous time uh, in the world and we will be deceived. And he said by theologians and trusted shepherds. What does he mean by that? More in just a second. And if you are having a problem with your kids and you're seeing the programming they're getting from school, how do you deprogram them? Next. The Glenn Beck Program. I want you to do your own homework on something and this is on your with your financial advisor. Your 401k or anything else, I want you to ask your financial uh, advisor this first question is my money being used in the last few years to vote for the kind of policies that I don't agree with most likely they'll say what you say racial equity audits or carbon emissions caps or anything else they will most likely also say I I don't know there are five questions that you need to ask them five strive.com has that list of five questions You ask your financial advisor. It's strive.com. This is uh, from my friend uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who is just fantastic. He's trying to fix this, but we all have to do it together. Five questions. Ask your financial advisor and your retirement fund managers about it right now. Education and knowledge is power. Go to strive.com, strive.com. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org slash Chosen. She is a writer for the New York Post. She wrote this fantastic article a couple of days ago. it I'm going to give you a little bit of it. Beth Penske, a 54-year-old single mother from New Jersey, now lives in Florida, but she never tells anyone she's estranged from her only son and daughter. Penske said, I lie all the time. Uh, she, the uh, Post said... Uh, Her kids have rejected her because they're woke and she isn't. She said, I can't tell anyone I don't have a relationship with them. So much shame about it. It looks awful for me. It makes me feel terrible. So I just lie about it. But her attitude changed when she and a number of other mothers read a post story in November about Annabella Rockwell, a graduate of Mount Holyoke College, who claimed she had been totally indoctrinated into hard left ideologies at the school and had to be deprogrammed. Mom said, I saw Annabelle's story in, and my life turned upside down. I realized I wasn't alone. I saw what happened to her was similar to what I think happened to my kids. I never considered trying to find a deprogrammer. I didn't know they existed. I think it might be too late for me and my kids. They won't even talk to me now. She said that the estrangement started when the kids really went to college. And she said, I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, but it doesn't matter to my kids anymore. I've had fight with fights with my girls just because I wouldn't get a Rainbow Pride Starbucks cup. The cup itself was the battle. Apparently, it matters now what cup you hold. This is dangerous ideology and indoctrination. And we are on the edge of losing our kids. So, today, for the next 90 minutes, I'm talking to one of the leading deep programmers who was kind of inside for a while and... She also uh, is from China. So she's kind of seen some of this stuff firsthand. How do we deprogram our kids? And you're not alone in 60 seconds. Gilda wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She says, I was in severe pain after my back surgery. It didn't help that I could barely walk. And then I heard about Relief Factor and decided I got to give it a shot. Within a day or two, I was able to take walks again. And since then, I've been able to do a lot of things I haven't been able to do in years. I'm so happy I found Relief Factor. It's a miracle. Thank you for writing in, Gilda. It Listen, Relief Factor is not a drug, so it's not going to whack you out. It is has four key all natural ingredients that help fight inflammation which is our biggest source of problems in our body. Uh, The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com, call 800, the number four relief, 800 relief or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. I am thrilled to have Kay Yang on uh, with us. She is a deprogrammer, which I, too, did not know even exists. Um, She is the um, creator of Stop dot com. She is truly amazing. Uh, She exposes the intersections of corporate government nonprofit collusion driving the transgender rights movement. She says a smokescreen for massive social engineering and propaganda war being used to facilitate female erasure in language, in law and on a worldwide scale. Her work connects the dots between normalized practices of child sexualization and proliferation of biopharmaceutical transhumanist technologies. Man, I am going to love this woman. And frames these agendas as foundational to the colonization of the female body and the female rebut, um, re- reproductive control. Kay, welcome to the program.
2: Wow, thank you so much, Glenn, for having me here and for this opportunity. Good morning.
0: Good morning. I'm, I'm so glad to have you on. Um, let me make sure I have your... Uh, background right, 10 years ago, when no none of us were talking about this stuff, you were working at an LGBT center?
2: That's right. I was. Um, in my early 20s is when I was working at an LGBT center. It was a small local nonprofit and um, the funding was coming from the New York State Department of Health. Um, so that's a really important part of this as well, that the state was funding me to do the work that I was doing. Um, We were indoctrinating public school children with gender identity and transgender ideology. So we were actually being armed with rainbow-colored propaganda that was sent to us from these large nonprofits like Glisten and GLAD, and then we'd go into the schools, um, disarm the teachers really with these themes around acceptance, anti-bullying, suicide prevention, and then we would introduce children to the concept of gender identity and transgender, and we would use um, propaganda tools like the Genderbread Person, which you may have seen before, but your audience might not all be familiar with. It's a cartoon cookie character, and it teaches children to measure themselves and others by so-called womanness or manness or femaleness or maleness. Um, <clears throat> so we would take tools like this into the schools with us. We would visit uh, local area high schools and set up LGBT clubs and gay-straight alliances.
0: Hang on just a second, Kay. Hang on just a second. You got into the schools, and the teachers were disarmed, assuming they had a problem. Uh, They were disarmed because you were coming in under the umbrella of the New York State Division of Family and Children Counseling, right? So you were coming in with state approval.
2: That's right. And we were in there kind of um, under the idea of sexual health and, um, and education, even though we were not experts. I had never been trained in sexual health, um, but I was considered an expert the moment that I took the job. I was mm-hmm. billed as an expert to the, to the teachers. Um, and, and we were talking to these uh, students, Without the knowledge, uh, like without their parents' consent, you know, parents didn't know that we were having these after school clubs. They didn't know that we were talking about sex, talking about sexuality, trans identities and gender identity with these students. There was no knowledge or consent from parents. And this was all considered OK.
0: OK. All right. So and this, this is years ago. This is you 10 years ago. What brought you from that? To somebody who is helping parents deprogram their children, what, what 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 changed in you? What was the moment that you were like, oh, crap, I'm on the wrong side?
2: Well, a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Um, as soon as I saw this concept of a trans child, this was really concerning to me because at the time when I was working at the LGBT Center, I had no idea that the work that we were doing was really paving the way for the manufacturing of the so-called trans child and also for people to accept this idea, right? Um, Or that there would be medicalization or sterilization of healthy children and their bodies. None of this was ever part of the work that we were doing. It never crossed my mind that this would be a thing. So yeah, 10 years ago, no one had ever heard of a trans child but in 2019, the CDC did a survey and it was claimed that one out of every 50 high school students in America was identifying as trans. So that's a huge increase. Yes. And, all, yeah, and a lot of the reporting news media has attributed that uh, the increase to children feeling safe to come out and to them having like, better data collection. But it's never attributed to this widespread social engineering that was going on. Um, And as soon as I heard this concept of a trans child, this was extremely alarming to me. Because if you went back in time and told me that what we were doing at the LGBT Center would result in like this near future where three, four, five, six-year-old children are being paraded in front of international media, openly sexualized and groomed, you know, these drag kids, drag queen story time, I never would have believed this um and really there's no such thing as a trans child and this becomes really obvious when you look back only one decade to a time when no one had heard of a trans child it's corporate fiction it's propaganda no child is born in the wrong body no person whether an adult or a child can change their sex it doesn't really matter you know anything you do you can put on makeup you can change your clothes, you can, you know, drug yourself up with chemicals and wrong sex hormones, or have these, you know, really invasive, medically unnecessary procedures, but it's never going to change the fact that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. So we have to stop lying to children. And when I saw that This um, this move, the so-called movement, it's not a real movement, but when I saw this turn towards the focus on children and telling children that they could be born in the wrong body and moving them on a path towards, um, you know, medicalization, this really shocked me and scared me.
0: So um, because you're into the transhumanist movement and everything, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. I just want to make sure we're on the same page i i I believe that we are living in a time where um a lot of people are useful idiots and a lot of a yeah. lot of the people that that believe you know in um you know the stuff that you were teaching a lot of them might be really well intentioned and uh, believe that you know this is really something you know whatever, but there is um, you know, I said last hour, I don't know why liberals won't wake up because liberals were right. Conservatives were wrong. The liberals were the ones saying the United States government is just colluding with corporations. And eventually they're just it's going to be one giant corporation. I think the collusion between the government uh, and, you know, in this case, pharmaceutical companies or whatever, uh, that collusion is what's really, truly driving all of this stuff. And they are using these organizations um, and these organizations are going to be chewed up in the end is the minute they stop becoming a shill for uh, the the system, government and business. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, in terms of people, there being like a lot of useful idiots, I agree because I was one of those useful idiots, you know, Um, I was thinking that what I was doing was a good thing. It was the right thing. I thought my beliefs were correct and they were morally superior. Mm. I, you know, and now I know that I was wrong. And part of how I know that I was wrong is because I really started investigating the money behind um, what was pushing this movement?
0: And where? Well, you does, know, and I have to. Where does that on. lead?
2: Well, you know, there's a lot of collusion going on because when I worked at the LGBT nonprofit, I didn't really think of it at the time. It was later in my life when I started investigating money behind other um, social movements right. that I realized that I could like take this analysis and apply it to the work I was doing at the LGBT nonprofit. So then I started to realize, like, wait a second, I was being paid by New York State to go into public schools to indoctrinate them with materials that were coming from large nonprofit organizations like Glisten and GLAD. And those organizations are partnering with, um, with the government and with foundations and the private sector. And all of this is being done to push this propaganda and target our children and the public school system.
0: And you say this is to erase the female.
2: Well, yes, that is really um, foundational to this entire thing. Um, First and foremost, they want to disrupt our sense of self and erase the division between the sexes. Because human beings are a sexually dimorphic species. There's males and there's females. And everybody um, who does not fall into male or female, well, they actually still do. They have um, hormonal differences or chromosomal differences Mm -hmm. but they still fall into one of the two we're dimorphic but this is being erased um, in our reality right now when children are being taught that sex is a spectrum even the world health organization has recently and you know they're part of the united nations the world health organization recently said um, that they're going to be expanding their definition of sex and that um they want to expand it to include people with trans and gender diverse identities (laughs) so you know so so
0: i want to ask you uh, i'm going to take a one minute break then i'm going to come back and i want to ask you what their motivation is for this and then i want to get into your background of uh, china and you know the red guard and the and the uh the revolution that happened there um is a lot like it is here And then we'll talk about deprogramming our kids. Coming up in just a second, whether your dog is some giant beast who could easily be mistaken for a wolf or uh, one of those little puff balls that you carry around in a purse, you want him to be happy. You want him to be healthy. Uno is healthy and happy. That is my 13-year-old or almost 13-year-old German Shepherd. That is wicked old, and he does not... Well, except for all the white on his face, he does not seem like an old dog. The vet just gave him a clean bill of health, said his blood work and everything. They ran up everything. and said he's like a puppy. And he is. And I think that's because of rough greens, because I saw when I started putting rough greens on his food, Tanya and the family and I, we saw a dramatic difference in his activity level, in his health, in his eyes the way he would go run, uh, you know, the fence line. He hadn't done that for years. Rough Greens gave him all of that back. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. They'll give you a first bag free just to make sure your dog will eat it and likes it as much as Uno does. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 10-second station ID. Okay, so we're talking to uh, Kay Yang. She is a deprogrammer, uh, and you can find her website stopfemaleeraser uh, dot com. So, Kay, um, the only thing that really makes sense to me is that this is a Malthusian slash Marxist kind of um, uh, movement that is really anti-human at its core. Mm-hmm. It's evil. They're breaking up the family and everything else. Um, why do you think, What what is the motivation for these people to do this to our children?
2: Yeah, thank you. So right before the break, I was just talking about um, how there's this de-sexing of our bodies that's going on. They're breaking down the boundaries between the two sexes and you know when you're when there is a quote unquote movement that is sterilizing children and desexing our reality and the name of you know gender identity this is genocide this is a mm. usurping of you know what they're really trying to do is usurp female reproductive control and we're facing this attempted takeover of the ownership of the human body of human biology but really the focus is on the woman's body and the woman's womb and all of these you know miraculous unique bits and moving uh, pieces and parts of this female body that make pregnancy and birth possible so this is really about controlling reproduction and birth on on this planet and we're re- we're moving into Uh, or we're already in the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You know, Klaus Schwab has his whole book about it. And the Fourth Industrial Revolution really demands the erasure of the sex-based rights and realities of females. And this is under the guise of LGBT inclusion. Now, at the same time they are erasing us in language and in law, they're simultaneously exploiting the very nature of female reproductive biology. And this is happening through um, the implementation of new technologies like uh, external wombs. You know, for example, they already have um, in Philadelphia at the Children's Hospital, Mm of philadelphia they already were growing lamb fetuses and plastic in bags,
0: bags. i know <laughs>
2: right and <laughs> now they're in the process of getting fda approval for a bio bag device to grow human babies in i i so, I, you know,
3: I, I, I,
0: mean, I don't know how we how i didn't know about uk in advance you are so spot on and the fact that you have 10 years ago were on the opposite side What Klaus Schwab and the WEF are doing uh, the World Economic Forum with a great reset is so anti-human and it is about population control. Almost everything they're doing is about population control. Um, So uh, so you are now in a place where tell me your experience with China and what you're seeing, the parallels from China.
2: Yes. So, well, I just want to be clear because I think there was a little bit of miscommunication. I'm not actually from China. I was born in New York City. Oh, okay. It's my mother's, it's my mother's family that's from China, okay. and they were forced to flee China during the Cultural Revolution.
0: Okay. Good. Well, they um, they saw it and left.
2: Yes. And, you know, I actually, I want to talk about that a little bit in terms of the intergenerational communication. There's this whole culture of shame and silence for survivors, and it's really led to a complete loss of communication between the generations. Like, the narrative is just not there. And this is a really well-known and documented cultural stigma where, like, people who have lived through it, the older generations who are really dying out right now, they don't talk about it. And it's customary that you're not supposed to ask any questions i remember when i was a child and i wanted to know more about my family's history and i would like innocently ask questions or just out of curiosity and i was told not to ask or say anything because well, it's bringing up something painful so, and it created a blanket of silence and shame and really confusion over the
0: whole thing okay we are going to ask those questions and have you answer them um what the parallels are and what happened And then how do we deprogram our children next? The Glenn Beck Program. Whoever your cell phone carrier is, if they're one of the big guys, I can I can guarantee you two things. They are um, they're not saving you money and they're not donating to causes like we're talking about now. They are they are contributing to causes on the other side, the dark side, if you will. You've got to ditch the big boys. If you're if you want to save money and you want to do right by your country and your values, the good news is you can do it easily with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is offering service with all three major networks, which means that if you're with the big three and you like their service, but you hate their values, you can access their service with Patriot Mobile. It gives them less money. Uh, it'll save you money. It comes with a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch among the three major carriers for free. It's Patriot Mobile. They share your values. They're not going to share hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America. We've got to squeeze these people uh, until they stop. 100% U.S.-based customer service teams. PatriotMobile.com back Go there now.
1: PatriotMobile.com back and you can subscribe to blaze tv at dot slash glenn just use the promo code glenn
0: i want to thank you so much for listening to the radio podcast uh i i always urge you to recognize how one person can make a difference This uh, was brought up to me. I'd never heard of deprogramming children before. I didn't know deprogrammers even existed. And there was a story in the New York Post by a writer, Dana Kennedy. And I mean, she, this is such a great article on how people are pushing back and trying to find help for their kids. Um, And she wrote that affected, I don't know how many millions uh, with the uh, paper. And now this program will touch 10 million people um, and I, one person just stating something makes all the difference in the world. We don't feel so alone and we learn from each other. Kay Yang. Um, I've asked her to, uh, to stay on a little bit, a little bit longer. She is the creator of stopfemaleerasure.com erasure.com researcher, filmmaker, artist, activist known now as the deprogrammer. Uh, she is, uh, she She is spot on so far on what she's talking about and what the problems are. Um, I want to touch real quick with Kay. um, The lessons we should learn from the Chinese Cultural Revolution and what's being used here that runs the same. Kay. Okay.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Glenn. So right before the break, I was talking about the cultural stigma and shame that exists in Chinese culture around talking about the cultural revolution and other things from the past. But I think it's really important that we disclose the truth of the past, because if we don't do that, then we become incapable of learning.
3: Correct. Correct.
2: Um, And we have to learn from that. If we don't learn from it, then we don't um, we're not capable of having a clear trajectory of how we're going to move forward into the future. You know, and I can see that um, mistakes of the past are being repeated and okay. we can do something about that. But we have to be willing to do the hard work and make the effort really, really to take the risk and tell the truth. And that's why I appreciate you having me on the show today to talk about this, because there are so many um, there are there are so many comparisons to be made. Um, and, and one thing I want to start by saying is that I don't know if you've ever heard of this term, um, Glenn, it's transgenocide. Have you ever heard of this? No,
0: I have not.
2: So it's, it's a really ridiculous claim that I've heard at this point hundreds, if not thousands of times. And it's usually made by these, you know, whiny, greasy men who are angry that they can't have total access to female spaces and to groom children. Mm. Um, you know, and they are saying that when we tell them that they can't do these things, it's akin to okay. genocide and we want hit- to kill them and we want to erase them. Um, But I want to say, you know, during Mao's cultural revolution, this was widely cited as the largest mass murder in history. Uh, There's at least 45 million people were worked, starved, beaten and tortured to death. And that's a real genocide. And we need to have um, cogent meanings for words. Yeah. You know, these are the same people that don't know what a woman is. And now they're going to say that men not being able to perv on kids in the bathroom is genocide. This is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so I, 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 I have to tell you, I, uh, I had heard that term. I just didn't take it seriously. And I thought it was, I thought there was uh-huh. some other term uh, that uh, <laughs> some other definition of that term. Um, Right. The When you look at what happened with the cultural revolution in China, it was a genocide and you get to a place and I don't know how to get people to understand when you have taken a big section of the public and you've said these are terrorists, these are genocidal maniacs, these are whatever they are. You can no longer live with them. And I've been warning that this is the way genocide does happen. You you are led to it slowly. Um, and then you just separate yourself and then it's over. I, I have a very good friend who told me that their daughter actually said to them, very, very, uh, very, very progressive and indoctrinated and said um, they were talking about some stupid problem in the world. And she just snapped and said, you know, it won't be solved until people your age and and people like you just die. And she was serious. And that's that should be a first sign of, hey, 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 wait a minute. We are dehumanizing people and indoctrinating them with these lies that lead to death. Am I wrong?
2: No, th- this is very dangerous what's happening. Um, and, you know, when when Mao instructed the Red Guards to go out and destroy the four olds, I don't know if you know about this or the audience, I do. but the four olds um, for the audience are old thinking, old customs, old culture and old habits. Now, you can see a parallel to what's happening in our society where the old way of thinking, the normal way of thinking, um, assessing the reality, the material reality that's right in front of our eyes, this mm-hmm. is being rejected for this belief system in which we're expected to believe a complete inversion of reality. Um, all of our old cultural institutions are being attacked. Old costumes are being attacked. You're not even allowed mm-hmm. to enter a classroom and refer to the students as boys and girls anymore. You can't um, go to the grocery store and call the cashier um, ma'am or sir, because this might be offensive if they don't identify like that. Right. So you you can see um, the, the cross over here, right? Thinking, culture, customs, habits are all on the chopping block. And then what Mao did was that he gave the Red Guards basically a free pass right. to um, destroy these old ways of thinking, and and when he said destroy them, he meant literally right. to physically destroy, to go out and to violently attack and target and tear down people who were still participating in the old ways and who were adherents to them. So I see this, what's happening right now. You have, at the macro level, you have like the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, colluding with federal and state governing bodies, and they're all facilitating the branding of any opposition to trans as hate. And they're saying any, any resistance to this is hatred, and it must be stopped at all costs for the sake of humanity. So that's happening at the macro level. Now, the message that sends at the micro level to these people who call themselves trans rights activists or so-called Antifa mm-hmm. is that they are empowered to um, physically target and harass parents, mothers, fathers, and especially women in general who speak out against this ideology.
0: Well, I, you know, I, they, uh, I know that you have been targeted and I uh, we're going to have to have you back. Um, Because there's so much to this um, and you're such a good spokesperson on it. Um, But can we spend just a couple of minutes on how do we begin to find a deprogrammer? How do we know our children need to be deprogrammed? How what do you do in deprogramming?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Glenn. And I would love to come back to talk more about any of this. Okay. Um, the truth is, you know, we're really all under influence, right? We can't say that we're not being influenced by propaganda and media that's inundating us 24-7 um, it's really just about how, what degree we're under the influence and how much we're aware of it. And parents really need to be aware of what's going on with their children, because there's this old school understanding of cult and brainwashing that we get from pop culture. And it usually invokes this, like, you know, the image of people being dragged out of their home, brought right. to some place that's far away from their families and society. And they're like locked up on a remote farm somewhere or whatever. But today, the Internet really has so many different social media apps and messaging forums. It's basically like the Internet is full of these virtual communes. And it's likely that your child is already being siloed into a funnel of information. And it's fundamentally altering their belief system and their behaviors. Um, And if you don't notice it now, you will soon. Uh, and children are being lured into these virtual communes, and their parents are often sitting in the same room as them
0: and now what do you so mean they 're being child, siloed into these virtual communes how how what is that what does that mean
2: Well, basically, what I mean is they 're being sucked into these little um, niche communities online
0: okay, yeah.
3: yeah,
2: and the the community really starts to supersede um, external influence from the family and society. And the more and more that these children identify their lives with what's happening on the other side of the screen in these virtual communities, the more at risk they become because these devices and apps, they're very dissociative. You know, it it can be really easy to lose touch with your immediate reality. Mm -hmm. I, I know that I know. And I think, Everyone listening um, knows what it feels like to lose track of time when you're scrolling on an app or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's designed that way. So are you saying that that is far more dangerous than what's being taught in school, not to diminish, but that that is the biggest threat is social media?
2: I think it is a little bit more of a threat than what's being taught at school because, you know, Glenn, you and I know that the public school system has been used for indoctrination um, outside of this issue, right? Right, Of
3: course. Right.
2: Uh, of course it has. Um, so we know that children are already being indoctrinated to all types of beliefs and ideologies and given misinformations and half truths about history. That's a norm. That's like almost normal in our society. What's not normal is this new relationship that children have with their phones, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember, I'm, I'm fortunate that I remember a time and the world, you know, before the internet, mm-hmm. when I was in like third or fourth grade,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't remember much of it, but right. I do remember, yeah. I do remember a reality that wasn't totally inundated by it. And, to, you know, kids today, like they don't really have the same type of lives that myself and my friends had when we were no. growing up. Their their lives and their friendships today are mostly playing out in these virtual spaces.
0: So okay um uh, so uh, so I uh boy I, I want to come back and talk to you because the just the experience that you had growing up is tremendously different than the experience I did. I remember when there were only three right. channels on television, and our life was different, and that doesn 't necessarily mean it's it's better than or you know worse now or better now um, however, this we are doing experiments on our kids with uh, with social media and technology that I think we will really uh, quickly learn to regret. And, uh, you know, there's something to everybody in Silicon Valley, you know, not letting their kids online, "Ah, not using a device. Wow. What do you know that we don't know? Um, And unfortunately, too many of us uh, are sucked into it ourselves. So, Kay, I've got to take a quick break. And uh, when I come back, we'll only have a couple of minutes. But I want to talk to you about... Just this time, how do we find somebody like you to deprogram? And how do we know if they're any good or not? We'll do that coming up in just a second. Imagine getting the best set of sheets you've ever slept on without paying so much, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, the first time that you're using your sheets or you have them, you're just drying tears because of the price tag. My Pillow is the company uh, that today is making i think the well i know they're the most the softest sheets i've ever slept on uh and i'm a sheet snob and uh, you know until you go and actually buy them and then you're like what well it's got a million thread count i don't know what the thread count is for these sheets but they're unbelievable they're giza dream sheets softest cotton made um in giza And uh, Mike Lindell has them now at MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets right now. uh, You can get them at $29.98. It's fantastic. Um, Enter the promo code BECK. Get that deal and you'll find other deals as well. Just call 800-966-3117 and use the promo code BECK or go to MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK the Glenn Beck
1: Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at Glenbeck.com.
0: Yeah, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we are going to have to have this guest back. Uh, maybe we'll do a uh, podcast with her, Kay Young. She is a deprogrammer to help people. Uh, what did I say? Young Yang, uh, Kay Yang. Um, she's a deprogrammer. She helps. She helps parents, you know, uh, get their thinking kids back. I don't want my kids to be conservative or liberal. I want them to think for themselves. Uh, and how do you do that, uh, Kay?
2: I'm so glad you opened that way, Glenn, because I really want to advise parents to be careful and really just advise caution because there could be people out there who are trying to scam you or looking to expose um, expose you, your family's personal information, exploit your personal information. And also some of uh, what might be going on under the name of deprogramming might be actually polarizing your child back to the other side. And what you don't want is for your child to leave one polar extreme for the other. You want them to do just as you said, to be able to think for themselves. Right. So, you know, um, I have to be clear. I'm not just a deprogrammer. I'm actually, quote, the deprogrammer. (laughs) I say that for a couple of different reasons. One is that it's my handle that I've been using online for over five years now. Um, Before I started speaking publicly, I was doing anonymous work. And you can go to the deprogrammer.com to see videos that were banned by YouTube. Um, And I also consider myself the deprogrammer because I actually was a programmer myself. I was going into schools, programming, indoctrinating youth. And I was also doing it, we'll have to talk about this maybe on another episode, Episode, but I was also doing this outside of my role at the LGBT Center later in life in colleges and universities. So hmm. I was a programmer, and now that I've deprogrammed myself, I feel like I can call myself the deprogrammer. I want to help other people, and you know it's really common for um, people who exit cults to seek these like exit sure. counselors, and usually those people are former cult members themselves. Right, and that's what it's like for me, and that. That's why I'm able to understand so intimately um, the machinations of how all of this works and how your children are being reached and programmed.
0: And you know, if
2: you just go out there searching for a random person, I cannot guarantee that they're going to know right. any of this. Most likely, they won't. They're I right. think this is pretty exclusive. That
0: is, you know, it is really uh, a little frightening. I'm glad you ended it with that because uh, that was my fear. How do we know? Who we're getting. We're going to have you back on. Maybe we'll just do a, a whole podcast with you. I, I, I think this is ex- extraordinarily important. But parents, be very careful. Teach your kids to program. critically think. So the FBI has dispatched, I guess, what you would call a SWAT team, basically what they sent to Donald Trump's home. They have dispatched them today to Joe Biden's house. Remember the the uh, the excuse from the media was, well, unlike Donald Trump with the top secret documents, these top secret documents were in a think tank's basement. And that's not the same. Okay, you're right. It's not. But you probably shouldn't have pointed that out because now we have the pictures of the FBI descending on the Wilmington home of Joe Biden, where in his garage next to his Corvette was a box of top secret documents. And Joe Biden's response is, yeah, but I lock my garage. My Corvette's in it. Okay. By the way, the only thing that's not true uh, about that story is that the FBI is involved. You know, they had a SWAT team or anything else. No, this is completely different. Neither Donald Trump nor Joe Biden do I care about. I don't care about either of those stories. It was ridiculous under uh, Donald Trump. But now, I mean, to be consistent, I don't care about this one either but they cared so very, very much. We told you at the time, this happens all the time. No, 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 it doesn't. Not with somebody responsible like an adult Joe Biden. It is, this a game. Stop worrying about that and pay attention to the things that are very important. We go there in 60 seconds. Got a letter in from Tammy recently. I wanna read it to you. She said, "Uh, Glenn, I've been wanting to communicate to your team how much I love real estate agents I trust. It has changed our lives. I was contacted by an agent in Santa Clara, California. Yeah, believe it or not, we have fans who have jobs still in California. Um, They helped me sell our house. I love the experience. So my husband Scott and I used them again to sell our childhood home in Palo Alto. We didn't want to pay California taxes, so that agent gave us a referral to an agent in the network in Boise, Idaho. We bought six townhomes from that one sale in California. We spent a lot of time in Idaho and fell in love with the area, culture, and people. We ended up buying a home for ourselves and left California. Best move we've ever made. Thank you. Your network literally changed our lives. Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you for writing in. Uh, and by the way, Californians, Idaho sucks. It's horrible. You would not like it there. If you're really, really conservative, you'll love it. You just don't want to. It's like volca- it's sitting on a volcano. I mean, it's dangerous. You don't want to be there, California. Tammy, thanks for trying realestateagentsitrust.com. We serve you and try to make it a great experience. com. Okay. Um, we are... We are focusing today based on a story that I found in the New York Post a couple of weeks ago. Um we're focused on our children and the programming that they're going through and the deprogramming that they need. Um there is I think her name is Dana Kennedy, she is a writer for the New York Post. She wrote this article. I read it and I had never heard of deprogrammers. You know, you hear of deprogramming people that are in cults, but I don't know why, because I believe that the Church of Wokeness is a religious cult. And it has its own doctrine, and it also has its uh, its punishments if you don't bow down to the right God at the right time. And our children are being indoctrinated. Well, Melinda Rockwell is a mom that I read about in that story. And her daughter needed reprogramming after college. And so we we wanted to talk to her. Melinda, welcome to the program.
4: How are you? Thank you, Glenn, for having me. We love your show. I'm a great fan.
0: Wait. You're from New York though, aren't you?
4: I Oh, <laughs> well, it's weird. I am born in, very much born and raised <laughs> yeah. in New York, but I'm a reasonable, rational human being.
0: Yeah, good for you. Um, so tell me about the situation with your daughter. What happened?
4: Well, the situation was Annabella was a, um, you know, she, she was from New York and raised part-time uh, middle school Bahamas, traveled all over the world. We considered ourselves very open-minded, um, kind of gypsy in our thinking. And, you know, I always said rules don't apply to us because we're free thinkers. So I did, we bent over backwards to get her into Ivy League or Seventh Sister School. We did that. One of the reasons she went um, with a, a coach coach, uh, Scott Williams, who was a t- major, major coach, respected um, Agassiz coach, and Tommy Haas has got her. I say he got her into Mount Holyoke, a few other schools, Bryn Mawr and everything. Mount Holyoke seemed to be the least crazy of the schools because they had a top riding uh, team there. And she went off um, with a, she had a, a, a guy, a boyfriend, uh, very much in her life. And little by little, the friends there, who, she hung around with a lot of kids that had gone to private school um, you know, boarding school, so they had that in common because she'd gone to boarding school. Okay. Little by little, we don't like your boyfriend. We don't like him. We don't want him to visit here. You'll have to go visit him at Hobart if you want to see him. We don't like him. Mm. So little by little, and then the end of the second year, she said, Mom, I think I want to look at other schools. She came to look at in Florida, Lynn University, and was almost there. But, you know, the, the con is everybody around here, well, you can't leave Mount Holyoke. How could you ever right. leave Mount Holyoke? Right. You know, Of course. And of course that's why we wanted her there for the sheepskin. So and I will say it it when she shows that degree, she gets any job. It doesn't you know, it's that it was that important. Anyway, by we certainly noticed uh junior year, by senior year, I didn't know who this kid was. And I mean so seriously that I had I had a cousin that was in a cult, uh, it was Est Forum and she was oh, gone. Yeah.
0: From the, the seventies you know, right?
4: crazy. Yeah, but she got into it in the ninety in the um, in the nineties, huh. and uh, it was about seven years. And you know, withheld her grandchild from my aunt. It was all day long. My aunt lived in my building, so I was hearing. You know, I'm gonna, I've got to get a lawyer to get grandparents visitation rights. You know, although my my cousin took the check, I guarantee you she took the money right. every month.
0: Right. <laughs> so you <laughs> so, so you have recognize. actual cult experience in your family. You've seen it,
4: yes, and yes. But also, I had been in a, uh, a theater in New York, the international, uh, the National Improvisational Theater in New York. It was in Chelsea, and I had no idea at the time that all these happy people were actually all Scientologists. And they did try and push it, and I just um, I got rid of them by saying, "I have no money. I can't pay for your courses. Can't do it. No money. Bye bye." And they actually left me alone. But but. <laughs> You know, they don't give up easily. So I recognize this. So anyway, by the time, and I did notice when I went to the parents' day, uh, these teachers at the college were speaking of gender and things in the German class. They were going on about indoctrination, about about the patriarchy. I heard this, and I thought, well, this is very strange. I knew, to me, they were lunatics, and I knew that Annabella wasn't going to fall for this because you know, she was free thinking and we were, you know, we were, we were normal, yeah. rational, you know, You were
0: not necessarily New York liberal. You were classic
4: liberal, classic liberal. We were ra- I was raised with a very powerful great grandfather who, when, well, you know, we knew, we knew the real world. If you went against the system, if you ever spoke against him, he would literally uh, tell a newspaper magazine, we will withdraw our advertising we knew the real the real story. We knew you have to sort of work around it if you want to get your point out. So mm. for her to have been I mean, she's when I tell you she's traveled, she was in, you know, a month in India at twelve years old, you know, she's been around. So for this little hokey school of two thousand people in Massachusetts to be able to get a twenty one year old's brain and completely crush her spirit so much that she was a zombie. When she came home, she wouldn't come home for vacation unless she brought what we call the handler. She would bring a handler. and It was was so insane to hear a robotic speech pattern. My mother, my sister, um, any family members were upset. Her father was a little oblivious to it because um, he was not living with us at the time. He was in New York with a Mm. very very leftist girlfriend who was the niece of larry kramer
3: mm. who founded act up yeah and he
4: was gone as far as that he and he was bending over backwards to be the nice dad you know so, he is not that way anymore he completely understands what happened so and he did, was with me you know, uh-huh.
0: do, do did you did, did you have arguments with her was she how how was she different besides kind of zombified
4: she came When she did come home, she was trying to tell me about the patriarchy, and, and now we understand that she was sent home with a mission from the school, from the teachers, and the parents. The parents of these—I I can't call them liberal because they're not liberal. They're unaccepting. So I'll say lefty kids. The parents were all pushing, too, and they made a point of, come visit us on the weekends. Oh, come to us. We're here to embrace you and your newfound liberalism. So I'm, I'm very—I'm kind of dramatic with <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. but anyway— so She came home and she would argue with us at the table about how women couldn't have bank accounts until the 1970s. They couldn't have credit cards and they were under they were pressured. And I look at her and say, your, your, your um, victim mother picked you up and moved you to the Bahamas, got a job, supported you, sent you to private school, paid for your tennis lessons, paid for your figure skating. What are you talking about? My mother was, although legally married, she was a single parent who raised four children, one of them handicapped. We have never, we went to girls' schools. We've never experienced patriarchy. I'm, I never even had to show a resume in my life. You present yourself, you're your own credibility. There's no patriarchy. And, you know, even, uh, you know, I'd even worked in Wall Street for a little bit. So this is crazy. But she also, they did everything to keep blinders on. They've given them buzz, um, they've given them tools to ignore any parental love, parental emotion, parental rules, your cultural rules, everything. So even if she went to, say, church on, um, you know, uh, candlelight service for Christmas Eve, something that's beautiful, even if you're not religious, everybody loves to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. She did the look on the face was like, I will not concede. I will not let it get into me. It's not coming to me. So when I say these are zombies, it's no different than than what the Moonies were, which, uh, you know, I knew mm-hmm. from the airports when I would leave school <laughs> in the late 70s, early
0: 80s. OK, um, so Melissa or Melinda, hang on just a second. I would need to take a uh, one minute break and I want to talk to you about how you're daughter was deprogrammed assuming that she is and what you're doing now we'll do that in just a second um when you bought your car i'm guessing one of the things you put a lot of thought in is how dependable it was going to be especially if it was a used car but any car it's going to be dependable how will you get back and forth uh to the places you need to go every day if my car's broken down and i can't afford my car to break down all the time well, you need adequate protection for your car, especially if you're out of warranty. You need somebody watching your back, and that is Car Shield. They will offer protection plans for around a hundred dollars a month, and it it covers all the biggies. Um, you can get, you know, you pick your own protection plan and get covered what you want covered. But um, Car Shield is there if the car breaks down in the middle of the night, middle of nowhere. They got you covered. They got you covered for the rental car. And you can take your car into any shop, any, you know, you can take it to the dealer if you want and have them uh, repair and CarShield takes care of the bill, takes care of all of it. You don't have to worry about any of that. 800-227-6100 is the way you sign up for CarShield. Find out more information. You'll save 20% on your plan now at 800-227-6100 if you use the promo code BECK. Or you can find out all about it and sign up at carshield.com slash BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. We've had... We've had two people on today's show that were like should not have ever listened to this program, and would would not you know be you know friendly uh, per se to me, um, and uh, the things that I but the people liberals this is why I keep saying liberals and Democrats you have to separate them they're not all just a block you have to separate them from the extreme leftists those are the guys doing the damage I think there's a lot of liberals and a lot of Democrats that are walking amongst us and they're either not awake or they don't want to wake up because they're kind of deep into it. And they're like, I don't know what to do, but once they wake up, they are on the constitution side and common sense side. So um, we're talking to Melinda Rockwell and your daughter. Did you get her deprogrammed? How did you do that?
4: This is what I did. And I've got to say my mother and my sister were, were vital because they in, uh, assured me that I wasn't crazy, as I would um, go. I, I was on the tennis team in here in um, uh, Palm Beach County, and I would have tears coming out of my eyes. You know, and I could only say this to certain people. You know, and some. And you've got a lot of people saying your daughter's grown, leave her alone. But my family, you know, validated everything and said you've got to get help. So I started with um, looking up every sort of reprogrammer, cultic international cultic uh, education, I think studies and uh, speaking to the famous cult deprogrammers, the not so famous deprogrammers, getting as much information as I could. And also dealing with another mother who was, um, we've known since kindergarten in New York, who was going through other issues with her daughter. And they were all appeasing. And the most of them said, you must appease your children. Mm. And, um, and I have to point out, I'm delicate with the words deprogrammer because it's getting out there, but it's not necessarily legal. It's a very iffy. You can't just grab your child out of an actual cult. Right. Um, You know, although Catherine Oxenberg, you know, is a heroine, but you can't just do it. And some of them are very careful and there's a wonderful lawyer and he asked me not to actually mention his name, but he was very helpful. And I see his, um, my old emails to him and he referred me to two people But it's not really legal. So, um, well,
0: I mean, it also deprogrammer also is going to be twisted. It already they've already started twisted into you're going to try to force your kids to be, you know, um, anti LGBT or, you know, conservative. No, I want my kids to critically think. They can make yeah. any decision they want, but I do not want them bowing down to some ideology, any ideology. I want them to critically think everything through, and when they can do that, if they choose to, you know, go this path or that path, that's up to them.
4: Well, they've taken away the rights of parents, and I could give you, you know, so many, I don't have to tell you the reasons, but I, uh, I think I want to just interject quickly do you realize that New York State, that parents don't realize this, New York State um, has a law now that they're giving 13-year-olds uh, medical rights to mm-hmm. decide certain, including mental health laws for themselves. And the doctors and the hospitals associated with them email people, email the parents and say, please supply us with your child's direct email now that they're thir- 12 and over because um, we will be dealing with them directly. So in it's every insane. last bit that they're trying to get rid of the parents, yeah. so when they're saying you're trying to deprogram away from LGBT or anything like that, you know, again, I'm a child of Studio 54. I was underage, but I was there <laughs> dancing. <laughs> you know. right. I knew transvestites before everybody else knew them. So this is a bunch of, you know, it's ridiculous. This is, you know, my eye doctor was Renee Richards. So, but, but you're fighting a, a wall of, vicious militant people that are surrounding your child so yes you're right they're saying it's it's almost like um we what's not the report the praying the gay away uh they have a oh, pay, uh, pray
0: is, the gay away
4: yeah yeah in many states mm. so yes and this is why it's a very legitimate but i i did the research i even went so far as to go to the court records in connecticut there was a case that was um i forget if it was a it was some sort of cult, and I got the expert witness, one of the expert witnesses, out of that and contacted. So um, it turned out that with all the information, and don't forget, there are definitely charlatans out, of there, uh, out there. Oh, you bet. And even when I, I was trying to re trace my foot, you know, speak to the people that i would spoken in 2015, I didn't get a call back from one. And the, the secretary was saying, well, he's very, very busy, you know. And I said, he's busy because my daughter has an article out. you know, I would appreciate a phone call back, not a two of the ones that I consider charlatans did not return my recent calls. Um, The ones that are not asking for a lot of money. And I understand um, that you're, you know, that you're in touch with one of them. Those are the ones that I valued. So there was somebody eventually that was, um, but I did not do what most of them said. They were saying it was, if you can get daughters are easy to get back. If you can get them back, it usually takes about seven years to really get them back to normal. And it did take about seven years wow. for Annabella, as she says, to really have her mind back. And the answer to I'm putting my will on her is the appreciation and the thank you, mommy. Thank you. At this age, right, if she just right. turned thirty. Thank you for never giving up. She is the most happy um adult. She has has a full life. It is fulfilling. She is giving, she has a helpful life, but she is happy. And to see this, um, what was the old girl that we sent her off at 18, come to back. See her this way, but even more appreciative because mm-hmm. she was back from the dead, that I, is the answer.
0: M- yeah, but, but,
4: M- mm-hmm.
0: Melinda, I have, to, I have to thank you for what you're doing because I, I want to talk about one more thing before we run out of time mm-hmm. and we're close. Uh-huh. Um, you're starting a foundation and a website, rockwellfoundation.org. And that's going to be up in February, right? And you'll have all of your research there.
4: Yes, I will. And I have the research is not just on uh, college at all, because uh, I have nieces and nephews. Um, I want to quickly add this. Um, When my uh, when when a boy goes into a boy's school, traditional boy's school in New York City, and there's a man in a dress or skirt in a lower school assembly discussing consent, Mm. without the parent's knowledge or permission that was a trigger and so i have and that was from glsen gleason which was founded by obama right, School right, Czar, right. said that the man boy love was fine
0: right you'll you'll have all of this and so much more i'd love to have her back rockwellfoundation.org coming soon um imagine how great it would be if you could breathe a little easier every day knowing you were protecting it you know, at least a significant chunk of your finances from the market insanity that we are headed towards. Look, I don't know. uh, I don't know when and I don't know how it's going to come, but I know there is going to be a significant impact on everybody's money. Um, It is it. I hate to say it this way uh, because it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but look it up on the wef website look at what they're doing next week in davos they're all they're all preparing for a new system this is their, their words after this one breaks down so how do we move everybody into the new system you are going to pay a huge price if you don't have something in gold or silver Please call Goldline now. With every tube of the new quarter-ounce Mayflower Gold commemoratives, you're going to receive 100 of the same Mayflower copper rounds, no additional cost. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE.
1: Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today, we're talking about the indoctrination of our children and uh, and how they how they are not the same. And I again, I want to make this really clear. I am. I don't. Let me put it this way. I found the um, Latter-day Saint lifestyle what I wanted to be like. Okay, I wanted my children, my family to be like the people that I knew in that. Um, and I found it to be true, and it worked for me. My kids, I don't choose for them. They can be whatever they want. And I said this to a school. It was a Christian school, and they said, oh, well, basically, you're Mormons, and we can't have Mormons here. And I'm like, I don't want you to change your doctrine. We're not going to question your doctrine. We know what it is, and we want them to learn it, and learn it well. First source, not not from somebody else who's against it. I want them to learn it because their choice is their choice. I want all choices presented and then teach children how to critically think so they can make their own decisions. They can't live their life feasting on what I believe. They have to find what they believe. So how do we get our kids back from this Death cult that is teaching our kids not to question, not to speak out, not to think differently. All of that is evil. OK, so we started today with Kay Yang. She is the deprogrammer. And I think our last guest was actually talking about Kay, but I'm not sure. Um, and Kay is back on with us as well as the um, Jennifer Delasega. She is the producer of The Witness True Stories of Children and Gender Identity. It's a podcast. um, And uh, she had to deprogram her own daughter. Uh, Her own daughter had to go through treatment. So we welcome Jennifer and Kay back to the program. Hi, Jennifer. How are you?
5: Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for being so patient with me today. I appreciate it. Um, No problem. So tell tell me about your daughter. Your daughter was... Transitioned uh, to a different sex without your knowledge by the school.
5: Yes, um, she was in fifth grade, so she was ten and eleven years old, oh my and gosh. Uh, the school was. Yeah, <laughs> the school was using um, wrong sex pronouns for her, and and I did know that they were using the the made up name, but to me that was just the nickname she was using. Um, but because it was similar to her name and kind of androgynous. Mm-hmm. Um, but they I did not know that um, the adults at school, her teacher and a therapist that she started seeing, um, were using wrong sex pronouns for her and treating her as if she was um, the opposite sex.
0: Wow. And so how did you find out about it and what did you do?
5: Well, what happened was at the... Uh, a few months into the year, and so this was happening from the beginning of the year, um, and it was kept from, from us, her parents, and mm. um, she she used the words cutting and suicide to, and then she ended up getting um, in to see a special therapist at the school that was contracted with the school, who also incidentally works for a hospital that has um, a gender identity, a gender clinic. Jeez. Um Yeah. So uh, I didn't know any of this at the time, but um, so she, I, I, this therapist was really sold to me as as a great person to help with these issues. You know, which was the cutting and suicide, Um, and uh, I told her that I knew because I did. My daughter had been playing with these different identities, which I wouldn't have even known to call them identities at the time. But but I knew she was playing with these ideas. She had uh, was an artist. We allowed her in an online drawing forum, which is where a lot of these kids fall into these, learn about these ideas on on the internet, right? (laughs) many different places. Um, But, uh, and so she learned these ideas and she was playing around with them. And I thought of it as, you know, just sort of somewhat normal identity exploration for a a preteen or a teen. Um, I did not realize that adults <laughs> were supporting this. Um, I thought that they would, you know, see it the same way that I did. And I Correct. also didn't ever, it didn't ever occur to me that they wouldn't be working in partnership with me. Correct. They would be treating me as if I was the p- potential enemy of my child. Um, so it, it was, I, I was taken by surprise by, by much of it. But what happened was, um, the the therapist that she was seeing called me and t- to let me know that um that my daughter was actually a boy and <laughs> she wanted to yeah that she want she was using male pronouns in the new made-up name and wanted to have a uh, session with me and my husband to help our daughter come out to us as a boy she gave us three days to prepare for this oh my gosh <laughs> and even though yeah even though I had been asking her, you know, throughout the whole time she was seeing my daughter, mm-hmm. what was happening. She she never told me from the first half hour she sat down with her that she was using male pronouns. And I only know that now because I got finally got the notes from uh, their sessions together. Um, but, but so in addition to that, she wanted me to know that my daughter wanted to be in the boys cabin for the overnight fifth grade camp. <laughs> which
0: um, It sounds it, like yeah. something a boy would say. Hey, I'm a. I'm a chick, Dad, and uh, I think I should be in the girls' cabin on uh, overnight summer night <laughs> camp. It's yeah,
5: but actually, I don't even think a fifth grade boy would normally want to do that. Yeah, this. probably I mean, not. They,
0: a devious you know, one. No, they really
5: yeah. want to be. Yeah, and and so and and yeah. honestly, what happened was I found out it, it was presented to me as if my daughter had come to her and asked for this, but what I found out later, um, after my daughter came out of all of this, and I discussed, I asked her some questions. And one of them was what gave you the idea to go because I was surprised what yeah, gave right. you the idea to go into the boys' cabin, and she said that wasn't my idea. <sighs> my teacher asked me my teacher asked me if I wanted to go in the boys' cabin and and she felt like she had to say yes because she had asked the entire school, the whole you know environment there to accept that she was a boy and 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 she'd gotten a lot of attention for it, special treatment, she got more popular um uh, and she She, I know which people don't believe that's happening, but it is.
3: Oh, it is. Um,
5: but but she, um, she felt like she had to say yes. And this teacher, he didn't, you know, he didn't ask her, What do you want? He said, Isn't this what you want? So when he asked her that, that was a leading question, he was leading her. And I think this is very similar to what happened in the the '80s with the um, the recovered memory scandals.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, that uh, you know those those people were were leading children. I think this is right. happening on so many different levels, and very much happening in the schools. Correct. Um, and so um, so
0: how did you did you get a hold of Kay Yang? Did Kay? Oh, I met Go ahead.
5: I, I didn't actually. I mean, I came to Kay Ying and I have a lot of the same ideas about what is going what's on happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. And and uh, and I came in contact with her through some of my advocacy. So because um, I'm now. Uh, yeah,
0: okay, so how did you pull your daughter out of this?
5: OK, so um, I <laughs> I. I got into a lot of different support groups. I had some friends. I actually had a friend whose um, child was going through this. Um, they actually had to move out of our state because in our state at 13 years old, children can get um, medical treatments without their parents' consent or knowledge. Right. And um, we, I'm in Washington state. And they will Sorry bill parents that. with no explanation of benefits. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but... Um, I'm sorry. What we? How did I get her out? Uh,
0: we were. Um, yeah, go ahead.
5: <laughs> so I pulled her out of school. We pulled her out of school. I mean, that was that was the first thing that we did, um, because we had to get her out of the affirming environment. And they clearly they showed that they were not working in partnership with us. They showed that that we could not trust them. Um, so. I, I felt uncomfortable leaving her there. We we pulled her out. And it was right before the pandemic, so it was very mm. easy. And she wasn't. She it, it was like so lucky for us actually. And she, so she didn't feel like she had done anything wrong. But we never put her back in. You know, I right. encouraged her. I was like. You know, you don't want to go to middle school. It, I knew that there were some really bad things happening at the GSA club at the, uh, the middle school that she would go to um, where, you know, girls were being pressured to take testosterone to, to prove that they were really transgender. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And, and a girl who um, went into the boys' locker room, she went uh, – many things that she did without her parents' consent or knowledge, um, you know, they found out after the fact um, and the boys didn't want her there. <laughs> um, so the boys don't want girls in their, you know, intimate spaces any more than the girls want them, right. you know, boys in there. So, um, but anyway.
0: Uh, 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 Jennifer, yeah. I, we're out of time and I'm, we have to figure out a forum. Kay, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, Kay, I ran out of time. We gave Kay like 45 minutes and ran out of time with her. Right we have now. so much to talk it's about. Good. We have yeah. to find a forum where we can, uh, you know, even get the three of you guys together, you know, you two together, and just be able to talk about it from start to finish because this is, I think, Kay, maybe you can help me out. This is really new. And when something is new, it can become very, very dangerous. But people are mm-hmm. facing this problem, and they don't know what to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think... I really appreciate um, Jennifer sharing her story because it is a success story and we need a little bit of that right now because what we're up against is so um, scary and it's so threatening and it's so huge. Mm -hmm. And you, Glenn, are very aware of the global nature of this. Right. This isn't just happening here. This is happening all around the world. So there's really nowhere to hide, Um, especially now with technology. Yeah, um, this can creep into your home and in your car, wherever you are, without your knowledge. Your child's can be being indoctrinated.
0: It's really, really it's so insidious because it is global. That everything is made to look like it's Republicans against Democrats or whatever. It has no, it has oh. nothing to do with that. This is it a doesn't. global movement and it is about people who think they can control and tell us everything and the people that want to live their own lives and are not bigoted or anything just they I don't believe right. that. And leave me alone. Right.
5: Right and and just FYI, I'm a historical liberal. I call myself politically homeless now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's many, many liber- many, many of us who are fighting this are historical liberals.
0: I know. I you know what I I, I think um, I consider myself libertarian, but I'm probably also more classic liberal. Um, I just believe in the Bill of Rights. It, it, I mean, mm-hmm. can we just live the Bill of Rights and stop all this other nonsense? Um, uh, Jennifer, thank you so much. You have a website, Partners for Ethical Care. Can you tell me a little bit about that, real quick?
5: Yes, our mission is to end tr- child transition practices, and we um, we build awareness. So we have a lot of awareness things that we that we do, and we also support efforts to fight the gender identity industry, um, such as legislation. You know, be, bringing people to testify and things like that.
0: I will tell you as a as a listener, um, you have to find what it is you believe you are the most passionate about. I am I've set my life up since 2008 to preserve American history. That's the one thing that I think I am uniquely equipped to be able to do. Um, And that's why I've gone out and spent everything. You know, my kids. College, you know, money, which I'm really happy I spent it. Um, I've done that because that's what I can do. If you have mm-hmm. resources of time, talent, or money, what is it you really care about? If you care about these things, please look into Partners for Ethical Care. Um, look into the organizations and the people that we've talked to. Talk, look into Kay Yang. Um, you can find her at stopfemaleerasure.com. dot com. They may not be right for you, but they may be. If you are passionate about this, we have to help each other and connect with one another. Back in just a minute. Thank you, ladies. And I know I can call them ladies on this program. Um, have you or someone you have loved been the victim of a cyber crime? If your answer is no, my response to you is, are you sure about that? Because it might be happening right now. It might be happening. And sometimes this happens for a while and you have no idea. And then you're just, it's all screwed up. You need the best people in cybersecurity to watch over your good name. Now, nobody can protect everything because it's expanding so fast. But the people who are really the first in the field is LifeLock. And LifeLock has Two-pronged security. One, they watch everything they can possibly watch. If, two, something slips by, they have the uh, restoration team there to fix it and work with you to get your good name and reputation back. So I want you to join, and please do not cut out cybersecurity. It is very important. As we were just talking, everything is in your house right now. The bad guys are in your house And it all comes from the Internet. Save up to 25 percent your first year with a promo code back. Call 800 LifeLock, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code back for 25 percent off. It's LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Glenn Beck. I can't take it i cannot take it my head's gonna explode i can't take it here's the latest axios the right's new fight gas stoves despite official um insistence that fears of a ban are unfounded conservatives are suddenly championing gas stoves in a new culture war it's not our fight i can't think crazy enough to keep up with you people Washington State has already written it in to their no building codes, no more gas stoves. And it all comes from a stupid environmentalist study that is completely ridiculous saying, you know, we should we should probably get rid of uh, 48 percent of all of our heaters, their gas and you know 40 percent of all stoves are gas we should probably get rid of natural gas we're not making this up we can't make up stuff that is this crazy stop denying it the press is out of control stop stop with your non-stop lies it is well it's all part of the great reset that's not happening the glenn back program